You guys have been learning the famous Davchas in Sukkah, um, which doesn't uh, leave much room that there's a lot going on underneath the surface. So, first of all, we have Rabbi Yochanan teaching us about a circle of a sukkah, sukkah in the shape of a circle, and how big it has to be. Now, if you're looking to tell someone how big a sukkah is, what units do you use? Hamas. What? right? So, depends on how big of an item, if you're dealing with big places, you use Amos, right? If, you, if you're dealing with small areas, you might use Tfachim, right? But, if you also choose to use people, how many people can sit around in a circle? Which leads to, in fact, a discussion on the Gemara, how big are these people? I Meaning, you can squeeze a person into an ama, width-wise, right? Or, if he says, get to sit with his elbows out, then he can be an ama and a half. So it's, it's vague. It's, uh, it's, it's unusual, interesting, Rabbi Yochan is choosing to describe it as such. Obviously, ultimately leading to the other ambiguity, because people have a width to them, right? So are you counting their the inside of the person or the outside of the person? When it comes to the circle, right? That's right. Whether the person sitting inside the sukkah or outside the sukkah. Means imagine imagine blocks. Right? So uh, basically, in other, in other words, we're kind of drawing two circles, right? One inside the other, with an ama um, differential in their in their radius, right? So, what's going on over here? Um, so obviously, we end up with a low dock and. We kind of know from the beginning of the sugi that we're going to end up with a low dock because we're dealing with an irrational number. We're dealing with pi. Right? Do we understand what that means to be that pi is an irrational number? Never ends. Right. The never ends, which means. What does that tell us? What does that tell us about the relationship between the diameter and the circumference of a circle? It means that ultimately it is not a relationship that can be defined. And if you think about it, when you say that the ratio, there's a ratio between one thing and another thing, you're saying this is their Eruchim, this is their uh, relative value, right? There are 100 cents in a dollar, right? There are 1,000 milliliters in a liter, right? You can, but you can never say how many 
sorry, uh, units of diameter there are in the circumference of a circle. Right, that is a relationship that is, that is non-definable. We can, we can approximate the relationship, but we can never, we, we can never, we can never get it exact. Um, which is therefore very uh, apropos that the Gemara ends off with a statement of low doc because that's really everything we're going to be dealing with in in trying to pin down the relationship between the diameter and the circumference is going to be low doc and this is not it's not, not, not a chiddush it's not like a modern day invention this is something that the early Rishonim already wrote about that this number is uh, not definable and therefore it just has to be approximated. In the words itself, it says that the ratio is 3 to 1. So, yeah, so the Gemara learns out, Gemara and Erevin learns out from Psukim uh, in Yamshel Shlomo about the about the enormous mikvah um, that Shlomo Melech built that was uh, that was a circular bowl. Uh, and it, and the pasuk says that it had a circumference of 30 amos, and it had a diameter of 10 amos. Thus, telling us the relative ratio uh, between circumference and diameter. However, that gemara itself, if you follow what I'm sure Robert is teaching you guys all the time, you will immediately see the opening to see the sugi deeper, which is, the Gemara says, after telling us that the relationship is 3 to 1, the Gemara asks, Mina hani mili? Mina, what does Mina mean? Where? From where? Hani, these mili matters. Where are these matters from? And the Gemara answers and brings a posuk, a verse from the Torah. Well, from Ksuvim. Yeah? Is it Malachim or Jiveyomim? Ksuvim. Gemara Nerv. Our Gemara is just quoting what's already been established. Right? So, um, what do you find difficult about that? You can see that the reality is you can just draw the circle and measure it. That's right. What about That's right. What kind of question does that mean, Nahani Mili? Pukhazi, go and check. You don't need to bring a textual source, textual proof for something that is a description of reality. The textual proof still wouldn't be accurate because it would be short by. Not the textual, the other way around. So, rather, the fact that it has to be learned out from, from Sukkim, right? So that tells you that the Gemara, that, that is the very cash of the Gemara, Mina Hanimil. 
Meaning, you're not getting this from reality. So where are you getting this from? And the answer is, we're getting it from a Pesach. That's very strange. You're getting the a mathematical relationship. You can't get that from reality. You have to get it from the Pesach. Isn't that interesting? Why not? Just get a good ruler and you got it, right? Answer, exactly this. It's an irrational number. It's something that can never be nailed down. We don't. We know that it doesn't work, right? And so we find a permission from the Torah that says, here is how you can relate to the... Uh, here is a functional relationship that can be used between the diameter and the circumference. And that is three. Okay. Um, I'm sure already somebody must have mentioned the Gematria Cotton of Lodak. No? Very sure. They confiscate your girdle. Okay, who here, you guys know what Gematria Cotton means? No? No? Is it the gematria of the last letter? No. Related to six months of Asia Torah, isn't it? No, Akbash is an interesting thing. Um, okay, so gematria, we know numerical value of the letters, right? Each letter has a numerical value. Aleph is one, top is 400. Right, first we go up in tens, then we start going up in, uh, in singles, then we start going up in tens, then we start going up in hundreds. Okay? Um, Gematria cotton is where you do that same thing, but but where you don't count the zeros. It means you don't reckon with the tens and the hundreds. You you, ju- you just take each number at the single digit value. So for example, so I'll give you an example. So low doc. So let's write that out. Lamed Aleph. Dalet Kuf, right? That's Lodak. Okay, so Lamed is 30, but we're going to dismiss the zero, so we're going to write down a three. Aleph is one, so that's fine, we're going to write down a one. Dalet is four, that's fine, we're going to write down a four. And Kuf is a hundred, so we're going to dismiss the zeros, we're going to write down a one. Okay, now remember this is Hebrew, we're kind of working backwards over here. So read the numbers from right to left 3.141 yeah you made it through Asia Torah this whole time without you hearing that one okay well, this is just the beginning of it so this is uh, uh, there's a lot more going on over here okay um now the, the the obvious question is why is this relationship something that cannot be defined? Why is the relationship between the diameter and the circumference something that cannot be defined? So the 
in the Kadmonim, the early mystical sources, they explain uh, two statements that are brought in Sefer Yitzhira, um, which is was written by Rabbi Akiva. Uh, perhaps a transmission all the way back to Avram Avinu, that uh, so first of all, the world was created with um, intense stages, it was known as intense heroes. Um, but additionally, it says that there are Lamed based Nesivas Chachma. There are 32 paths of wisdom. Okay? And uh, the Gon and others point out that the Nesivas Olam are non linear, they have a non linear relationship to one another, meaning. Uh, they, for example, uh, some of the Siva Solo Mark, Milus Chasadim is one, and the Siva Din is another, right? Din, strictness. It's hard, they don't have necessarily a uh, direct movement from one to the other. They are, can be thought of, says the Gon, as points along a circle. Okay. Whereas the Ten Spheros can be thought of as points along a line. The difference is that in a line, there is up and down, there is earlier and later, there is a linear progression. There's a linear progression, exactly. Along a circle is each one is uh, uniquely different than the other, but the, the but there's no progression. Okay. So I have so you have, so basically you have a circle made up of 32 points. And you have a line made up of ten points. Okay, Geffen. Go ahead. You got thirty-two points of a circumference and ten points of a diameter. That's right. Which is three point two. Ratio three point two. Right? Low dock. Yeah. So the point is that the, the relationship between these two ways, these two um, visions of how Hashem created the world, linear and circular, are two different modalities called Igulim and Yoshros, and never the twain shall completely meet. Um, the it's uh, if not if uh, it's it's uh, very much uh, can be it manifests itself in the difficulty that um, men find uh, in understanding their wives it's, it's this irrational relationship uh, where uh, the man is a linear thinker and a woman is a circular thinker. Always. Hmm? Is that always the case? Is that always the case? No. It always is a dangerous word. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah. Okay. Um, so that so that is the that is the the difficult that was the non quantifiable relationship between the igulum and the yoshros, uh, the something that's a progression is linear there is purposeful movement versus just something that is the existence the, the you know, being in the moment versus uh, versus living with a purpose that's right and they're both true right and we need a rule of thumb of relationship between them and we're given that in the POSIC but uh, it's not a direct translation you can you, you, you don't have any clear ratio that can be used here yeah okay so um, and then obviously this this one you did the the creating sieve in the POSIC and Malachim the Amshel Shlomo. Huh? Give your own. Huh? So the the when we're when we're provided the the ratio the relationship in the pasuk over there it says has a has a circumference of thirty and it has, and it says and the kav is ten. Kav means a line. I'm sorry. Oh, the kav is a thirty. Okay. So the kav is is a, means a line, right? But means a line going around the going around the circle, going the circumference. Now, what do you have over there? How's kav spelled? Kuvav. That's so. The, there's a kriyik sieve over there. Okay. The sieve is kuvav hey. The Kri is called Vav. Okay? So, the, this is a... Uh, I think they say that Vilna Gon uh, made this observation. It's not clear if he did or not, but uh, certainly someone did. Um, so, Kaveh with the hay is numerical value? 111. 111. Very good. Kav without the hay, the way that it's pronounced, is numerical value 106. So, if you do the ratio of 111 over 106, it will give you the ratio of 3 to pi. The Kreenic Go ahead, take out your calculator, do do one oh do one eleven sorry I should, I should say pi over three I believe. One eleven divided by one oh six, anyone have a phone? Okay. Now multiply that by three because we're just moving the three over to the other side of the equation. What? Three point one four five. That's five. Okay. So, um, yeah, meaning to say that. So you want to know how do Chazal know Lodak? How do they know that this is a uh, number that's gonna? This uh, elusive, as you can see it in the pasuk itself, in the creative of the pasuk. Okay. 
Kriingsif uh, means uh, some, sometimes we, it, the word is written one way, but we have a traditional we have a tradition that is pronounced differently. So it's written with the hay, but we have a tradition to pronounce it without the hay. So that's exactly the point that the Torah is telling us over here is that even though it's really a pie, but you can pronounce it as a three. You can use it as a three. Is Kree and Kisiv um, uh, differing? Is that because there is a lack of precision between the two? So there needs to be a, a red way and a written way? Over here. Yeah. Well, uh, over here, but I'm saying in general. Is that what in the general, case is? In general, it's going to speak to certain two, two different... Uh, two different realities. Realities that, that are... Okay. Um, what? Why did we multiply by So basically, we're, we're writing a... a uh, two fractions, right, so it's creating a relationship, right, so 111 over 106 equals pi over 3. Again, obviously this will not be one a total equals because pi is irrational, but it'll get you very close. Um, okay, now just uh, if we know now once we realize that Chazal were acutely aware of the irrational nature of pi so then we ask ourselves we go back we ask ourselves so why did Rabbi Yochanan teach us by the time we I mean, took, it took us a whole page to figure out what he was saying right um, which is seems to be very vague of him to do it and ultimately the way he's doing it is a kind of a roundabout way, right? You're scratching your left ear with your, with your right arm, right? That telling me the... Just, just tell me 18 people on the inside. Why tell me 24 people on the outside? So if you do the math... Okay, so uh, like this. What's the difference... If we calculate the circumference, 24 people on the outside or 18 on the inside. So, well, because the difference is that we're subtracting one on each side of the diameter, right? One ama on each side. Okay? So, if you would use 18, if you use a, a circumference of 18, you'd get a diameter of what? If you, if you use the... If you, what? Six. Right. That's if you use a, a rule of three, which is the same as you would get if you use 24. But what if we realize that Rabbi Ochanan knew that pi is actually a little bit of a different number? It's a little bit bigger than three. Yeah? So, Joseph, you want to take out your calculator again? What? <laughs> We're going to recreate that relationship in a positive way. Yeah? Okay. So, uh, okay, Yosef. So, first let's do 18. We're going to do a circumference of 18. Yeah? And we're going to divide it by pi. You have a pi button on there, on your phone. If you turn it sideways.
Do you have it? Or change it to scientific mode? Do you have your phone? I don't have a phone. I'm trying to cut my dependency. Okay. Look, it was right there. Five point. Let's just do seven three. Okay, so you see that number? I, I wrote that number down for you. You see that? Okay. Now. Um. Let's remind ourselves. What are we trying to do? What number do we want to come to? Right? If, we, if we're being we're being the best mathematicians that we can uh, that we can be. Right? So we're trying to ultimately get a square which is four by four inside of this inside of this uh, circle of the, of the smaller circle. Right? The circle with the circumference of 18. Correct. Because remember, the golden the golden standard is we have a we know if we have a square sukkah that's four by four amos as uh, Rabbi Yochan is going currently in the opinion of Rabbi Huda Nasi, they need a four by four sukkah, right? And it has to be squared means it has to actually contain a square inside of it, right? So. What would be the diameter? So if you, so you use your calculator, so that this is called you use what's called the Pythagorean theorem, right? Even though he was an idol worshiper, but you can still use his theorem, right? It, it, it's not so partial because the Pythagorean theorem actually was a part of his idol worship. It was actually a part of his uh, belief system. Um, you're slowly, slowly during this talk. You think you'll understand how actually. But uh, but so now go ahead and do the Pythagorean theorem on a on a, on a four amas and four amas. So we're gonna we're gonna so the way Pythagorean theorem is you do four squared that's sixteen plus four squared that's another sixteen. Yeah, we got that number right. So that's equals thirty two. And we're going to do the square root of 32 now, right? Because a b a, a a squared plus b squared equals c squared. Uh, Charlie, can you help uh, Yosef yeah, with the square root? Now here's the tricky part about a square root. I'm probably not going to get to talk about it today. Maybe we'll talk about it on Monday. Is that's another irrational number. That's a whole nother second part to the shear. Okay, so do we have a number over there? 5.656. Okay, great. So I think, think. Uh, so we just, I just wrote that down as 5.65. You see, that's the first number over here. 5.65. Okay. So you see, so we're off, meaning we are off a bit. It's supposed to be 5.65. Right? But if Rabbi Yochan is telling us, if you would have told us there's going to be a circumference of 18, so then using the true pi, we would have gotten to 5.73. So we're off by 0.1-ish, 0.12. You see that? We're supposed to be at 5.65, and if you would have told us 18, we would be at 5.73. You see that? 0.12. Sorry, point 0.8, you're right, point 0.8. Okay. 
Now, so instead, Rabbi Yochanan told us that we're going to do a, a circumference of 24. Right? We're going to do twi- a circumference of 24. So let's, so let's, a circumference of 24. So how much of a diameter is that going to give us? Yosef, with your handy dandy phone, 24 divided by pi. Well, that bit makes a bit of a difference. What? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now subtract two, right? Because we're subtracting the one armor from each side, right? So now we're within zero point zero two of the true number. We just improved the accuracy by like six hundred percent or something, whatever it is, tenfold. Which is now like way got way closer to the true number. Rabbi Yochanan, because what he did is he took 24, you're going to use pi, you're going to get the diameter, and then you're going to subtract 2, which is actually going to get you closer to the real number than if you would have told you 18 right away. So, my question is, where would Rabbi Yochanan have gotten 3.14 from? Possibly, you said. Kriyak Siv. Possibly, and Jivar Yaman. So, that's still 3.2. No, it wasn't 3.2. You're thinking of... Oh, 111 over 106. Oh, oh. Once you get 3, there's no place out. You're, 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 you're comfortable. Okay, so that's... Uh, uh, I, I believe just in Pshat in the Gemara why did Rabbi Yochanan do this the answer is like the Tashbit says that the, the, they, that the Amoroim were all absolutely clearly aware of, of Pi and, uh, and, they were, and they were using three as a rule of thumb knowing that it's Lodak um, okay, so we so we did not get to discuss the square root of two, which is a whole other part of this. But I hope you get a little bit of a tom for what's going on behind the scenes of the Gemara, and therefore uh, we'll be encouraged to learn more and more, and always know that. The words of the of the Chachamim are deeper than we can imagine, and uh, halavai that we should understand something about.